Guess who? And guess what? Footy Prime is launching a gin, and we're having a party to celebrate. Thursday, June 6th, join the whole FP crew for Footy Prime's one-night stand at Nickel Nine Distillery in Toronto. Come celebrate Footy Prime's one-ball gin with Nickel Nine Distillery mixologists on hand, Charmin's proper pies, meet and greet and photo ops with your favorite primers, and a live Atska's Almost Anything podcast. Footy Prime's one-night stand, June 6th at 7 p.m. till when we kick you out. Tickets at eventbrite.ca. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. You're listening to FP Interviews. In-depth conversations with inter... Wait a minute. You didn't book anyone. Dan, how could you not book someone? So this is not an interview then. It's just, what, just a bunch of you guys sitting around talking for a while? All right, fine. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. I'm out of here. I came all this way for nothing. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Forget about San Pedro Sula. It's a San Pedro swamp in Honduras from now on. Canada go down and play on the worst pitch perhaps in the history of ever. And lose 2-1 in a week that we'd all soon like to forget. It's Tuesday. which Usually there's an interview show. Instead, we're just going to talk to each other. I'm Brennan Dunlop, joined by Jimmy Brennan, Craig Forrest, producer Dan Wong. Are you, I thought you were spritzing yourself with cologne there. That, the way you were holding your pen, I thought you were freshening yourself up with cologne there, Wonger. <laughs> I, you know, Heaven so, knows he needs it. Yeah. Oh, come on. Here's the how thing you about start me. The day? I'm a hairless mole rat, and I don't really have <laughs> BO or sweat very much. Uh, so I've never worn cologne. That's because you uh, can't smell yourself. Pardon me? What are you saying over there? You've never you worn. Smell yourself. <laughs> no, I, I've I've dated a few women that have never had to wear deodorant. I know where Wanger's going with this. Yeah, I think I smell like uh, a freshly a fresh spring day after a meal of dim sum. That's what I, <laughs> I smell like, and, which is pretty amazing, if you ask me. Uh, Wanger, that's the problem. You think <laughs> we th- <laughs> we think differently. <laughs> than what you think uh that's why we sat at opposite ends of the table jimmy yeah that's when i walked in went to give you a hug and i went i'm just gonna sit over here (laughs) he's taller than i thought though 
Well, Jimmy, you were on the call for that uh, 2-1 loss in Honduras last night. What did you think of that game overall? And after having a night to sleep on it, uh, do you think any different than you did on the drive home? No, not at all. Um, I think you could hear from my voice what I what I thought of that game and, and what I was saying. I mean, look, I mean, I, I was genuinely worried. I, I didn't think it should have been played when I watched, you know, the first 20 minutes. It was, it was like Bambi on ice, half these players, you know, and that's how injuries happen. Right? And I'm sure... If any of the any of the clubs were watching their players last night, they'd be thinking, get these guys off the pitch. It mm-hmm. was an absolute disaster. It was terrible. The ball was stopping everywhere. Players were slipping all over the place. And you're just expecting an ACL or a groin or something to pop mm-hmm. last night. But Oh, yeah. You know, it's it almost was, a case of, uh, you know, the, the, they've got so few days to pack in so many games everywhere. Whether it's qualifying, Nations League, you're playing your cups, you're playing your playoffs, you're playing your, you know, these guys are tired. These yeah. guys are tired. They're going to have a couple weeks and they're back to preseason for next season already. Relentless. And it, and that game yeah. should have been called off. And then be, and I think it probably would have under other circumstances. But when they replay it, where do they fit it in? Yeah, no, you certainly don't want to be doing it in your next window. You, you know, no, and and the problem is too. Like, what did we get out of that game? Is that anywhere near a preparation for a World Cup? It was nothing. It was battle. It was it was terrible. It was a terrible, terrible game to watch. I mean, I can only imagine the players. You know, just how fatigued they would have been this morning after that match, and how much it really takes out of you playing in those kind of conditions. No, I couldn't imagine that. And also, too, the mental stress that they must have been under. I mean, you're watching it fearing injury and thinking that this slip or this ACL, you could see as they kind of adjusted as the game went on. And Craig, the Honduran goalkeeper, I don't think he hit a, a goal kick once without falling. But then I realized he 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 was doing it for safety. He was putting him because he was still hitting the ball where it seemed like he wanted to put it. But mm-hmm. he was connecting with it and then sliding through it so that he was safe. Yeah, it was incredible, isn't it? All the conditions you think these players, this Canadian group have played in over the last year, the temperature changes, the surfaces, some grass, some look like grass, but very little grass on it. That Jamaica game was par- terrible, you know? It's uh, it's something you have to deal with. And yeah, sometimes that is the case. When it's so wet, you know your standing leg is going to go, doesn't matter how big your studs are, but... You can place it, you can strike the ball, but you will find yourself going over. So, yeah, that's exactly what the keeper was doing. You know, it'd be, it'd be interesting to know exactly how many players actually had studs. Because a lot of players these days don't really carry the, stud, the six studs and your molts. Because if you're playing MLS, you're playing throughout the summer, more or less. The conditions mm-hmm. aren't too bad, and a lot of the guys just wear molds as it is. Mm-hmm. I know even in the CPL, all the guys wore molds. Nobody really had studs. Hmm. But Jimmy, going, I was sorry, B, going back to, do you learn anything? Like as a, as, as the gaffer, you were, you're a manager. What can you take out of that? And then I'm wondering, Craig, as a player, what can you take out of that? Because you have to always take something, even in the shittiest conditions, even in the worst approach that you have to play. There's something you got to bring out. And what would Herdman be saying? What would, you know, uh, 
I don't know, Alfonso or Jonathan be saying, or, you know. I, I don't think they'd be getting much out of that game at all. At all. Because when you go to Qatar, you, you're, you're not getting those conditions. The pitches are going <laughs> to be absolutely immaculate. It's going to be carpets. And if you look at Big Buchanan and oh, Davies, dry. you know, Larea and a number of other players, every time they get the ball, what do they want to do? They want to make something happen. They want to drive at defenders, take defenders on, knock it past them, get, get behind them. They couldn't do that last night because every time they tried to, it was getting stuck, stuck <laughs> in their feet. It was stuck in puddles. And then if they hit that little, little part of the, uh, the grass that wasn't waterlogged, then it would skip away from them. So, and even, you know, Estacchio in the middle of the park, he couldn't get into a rhythm. His game, he wants to get on the ball. He wants to move it. He wants to play quick. Same with Atiba. They couldn't do that last night. So the way that we play and have been playing over this qualifying, it all went out the window last night. It just became a, a battle and a scrap. It was ugly. You know, now, so do you get anything out of it? No, no, we didn't. There was no preparation there for, for playing against Belgium and Croatia and Morocco. No. Zero. Interesting uh, situation to look at now, though, because we're on the other side of this. Is that not what the U.S. and Mexico would have thought in every previous World Cup preparation? Playing against CONCACAF and going to some of these horrible places? I mean, I know the calendar didn't line up that these are the, their last few games before going to a World Cup, yes. But now that Canada's at the top, seeing that playing the region doesn't benefit them and going to these places doesn't do anything for their game, this is what Mexico and the States have been dealing with for Two decades, Mexico especially, right, Craig? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I think this is just a little bit unusual because, again, you're trying to cram in events and things like that in a, in a window that you would rather uh, be playing somebody with the profiles of the World Cup teams. It's, it's unfortunate for everybody. I don't think the States wanted to play Grenada, either choice, no. at this particular moment in time. So it's, a, it's, a, it's everybody has their challenges. And I think what John Herman will do is take the pauses he can. They grinded, they worked hard, they tried, they battled. But deep down, did it help us other than training, getting together? Um, no, put it behind us. It was a complete freaking waste of time for the most part, in my mind. I think we, I think we all understand what FIFA was trying to do with the Nations League, right? To take these international windows and all of these friendlies that – just felt like a waste of time and give some meaning to it. And I think in the long term, especially in CONCACAF, the experiences that some of these nations will have, particularly on the lower end and like looking to improve the competition level and and the close the parity gap, I do think you're going to see that over the long term. But with COVID, the way this year has been, now Canada mm -hmm. being in the situation where we are preparing for a World Cup, where th this Canada team needs mm -hmm tune-ups and opportunities to see other nations this feels like a complete waste of time but in europe yeah it looks good and the reality is all of these decisions are made in europe and for that level of competition the nations league even in this world cup year i don't think that those nations are complaining the same way the other mm. confederations would be. yeah yeah i mean at the end of the day if this nations league window is now and the world cup was next summer i wouldn't have such a big you know, it wouldn't be such a big deal, but mm -hmm. it's not next summer. Yeah. It's months away. No, the, the calendar is crazy. And as you Belgium, say about... Do <laughs> <laughs> you think Canada would be better suited uh, in those conditions against Belgium? Would they be able to take advantage of the way yeah, Honduras... It's a, it's a, 
It's a leveler. It's just a leveler. Hmm. Minus 16 was supposed to be a leveler. That bad of surface. Have you ever played, uh, Jimmy, in conditions that bad on a pitch that waterlogged? Down there, yeah, I've played in some crazy storms, but never that bad. That was... That was ridiculous last night. There's no way that that game should have been uh, should have been played. Hmm. It was it was dangerous, right? And in England, before they had like a universal you know waterlogged treatment, all the pitches were were the same. At least in the Premier League, you used to get games called off because they would waterlogged, right? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And if this was a tournament, like if this was an actual tournament, um, they would have just moved it to the morning, right? If this was the Olympics and you couldn't play in that scheduled storm, they would have just moved it to the morning. Yeah, would have played in the morning, let the pitch drain. I mean, even in England, I remember way back when, they, when the rain was coming down hard and the pitches were getting waterlogged, the grounds crew would be out and they'd be trying to drain it. Mm-hmm. Trying to drain it. But last night, you couldn't, you couldn't have drained that. That was just too much rain coming down. That was you ridiculous. S- you said on the broadcast too, no urgency for Honduras to do that. This is, this is no. exactly what they want. Yeah. Right? Well, the last thing they wanted us to do was start knocking that ball around. They drained it, and it was perfect because they wouldn't have touched the ball. We would have been in total control. Mm -hmm. So you could see our players getting frustrated with the situation. (laughs) And the Hondurans were obviously rubbing their hands, having a little giggle, going, do not touch this pitch. (laughs) Keep it waterlogged. Because if we get Buchanan, we get Davies, and we get Lauren and David, all these guys running at us, we are in trouble. Mm. It sounded more CONCACAF than the uh, last time Canada had gone down there, though, didn't it? It it, it sounded like a more of a traditional Honduran trip. Yeah. So the last one in February, whenever it was in the qualifying window, it just it didn't have that same feeling, right? And was it COVID that kept people out, or was the election that day? Wasn't it, Craig? A, a bit election. of both. A bit of both. A bit of both, yeah. Mm. And the fact that they're actually out of the World Cup at that. Well, just about, I think, mathematically. They weren't, but they, they have run the table. <laughs> Anyone who's seen your highlights, Craig, knows that you've played on some horrendous pitches. Have you ever mm. played in conditions as bad as that, though? Um, I have. Actually, but the game was eventually called off, too. You mm. know, The worst conditions I ever played on when a surface of the game that started that shouldn't have started was actually at Man City. We played Man City. We... Uh, Started the game, the referee figured we'll give it a go. The ball would not roll. It shouldn't have never started. And believe it or not, Man City scored about 10 minutes in, and it was on a pass back that just literally stopped in a puddle right on the edge of the box. So I'm like waiting for the ball to come back. <laughs> and I can't remember who ran onto and just smashed it in the net. And before we knew it, we were 2 0 down, and then the referee called it. The Man City fans were not happy. <laughs> the game was over. They're, they're, they're going to win it easily, but it, it, it couldn't play. Yeah. So we had to travel all the way back up out there on another date. So, wild. Yeah. Wild. Well, um, we get to look forward to the announcement that Canada Soccer will have planned that September window. Um, I heard in the broadcast, Jimmy, that supposedly that's close. It's, uh, they'll have booked those dates. Um could understand the urgency and wanting to get ahead of it, especially since they didn't get uh, ahead of it and get first pick with Iran first time around. So if we can, uh, if Canada can schedule a tune-up against England or someone that would better prepare them for playing at the World Cup, well, I think we'd all be excited to talk about that. 
and just delete the last two weeks from our Canadian soccer mindset. Hey, Craig? God. I'm all for it. I've already forgot about it. What a couple of weeks. Um, Terrible. Wonger, you enjoyed the post-game broadcast. There was a, a moment from our friend Christian Jack there and talking about Canada soccer as a whole. This has been a, a draining week for anyone who listens to this regularly, of course, and anyone who, who loves the game in this country or has been frustrated by how the game has gone in this country, whether you're an ex-player or a broadcaster. Uh, what did you think of, uh, of the broadcast, Wonger? You were lighting up the chat. Well, you know what? I'm going to play it for you, B. How about that? I, I've got it right at the end. So Christian Jack on one soccer. And I was referred to this by Brendan Dunlop. So just so everyone knows. <laughs> Most of the players just walk past it. They That's really Oliver Platt. And that Here's Christian. Kind of spoke volumes about the atmosphere in the place. It's been a really disappointing couple of weeks, right? Um, you know, no one's pointing fingers. There's different people to point. I think John Herdman said it best when there's mistakes on both sides, right? Uh, you know, for me, I think tonight's quite disappointing. I don't think many people know the game's happening. Um, you know, and the people watching at home right now, if you're dedicated to be a soccer fan in this country, you've got one soccer and you're joining us 30 minutes for a game. We're not talking about that people. We're talking about other people. The people who came in, by the way, I'm, I'm including fans and I'm including media members who came in and covered games when they went to a World Cup. You can't then just disappear if we want this sport to grow in this country when you have games like this of competitive meaning. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of finger pointing to blame here. No media availability for this game doesn't help. No one covering it other than us in a, in a long in a long period. There's a lot of people working on this sport well, um, but it's I think it just it's very disappointing for me. You know, to see this this country is going to go forward with the sport in this country, and there's so many people who love the game, and there's not enough people who don't who know that this game is happening tonight for lots of different reasons. Um, and I'll just add, you know, there's no other sport in this country that destroys itself from the inside out than this, than this sport. And we've all got to be rowing in the same direction for whatever reason, and we're not doing it. And we've got to figure it out fast because we're hosting a World Cup in, in four years' time. Yeah. We, you know, in two days' time, we're going to find out what cities have got the privilege, and it is a privilege to host games in this country. And we've all got to be better. And egos aside and, and people pushing their own agendas, financial hopes and beliefs, it's got to push aside, and we've all got to do it for the good of the sport in this country. It's not been good enough, but a lot of people play a part in that. So there you go. That was Chris and Jack on One Soccer on the After Show. And when and you say I referred you to that, by the way, you just, it means you saw me tweet it. Yes. And you <laughs> tweeted it, and I you said, the video. but you also said couldn't agree more. So mm -hmm. when anybody says couldn't agree more to anybody on TV, I go, okay, well, I've got to listen to this, especially when they're, a colleague, a friend, all the above, who I respect. Mm -hmm. So, and I only know Christian through, you know, transitivity. I don't know Christian to say, so I'm not bashing him or anything like that. But I think he was um, wrong in two parts. And I'll give him the first part is, Christian, you sounded a little sour grapey. People who didn't watch last night, it's because we haven't made the product good enough to watch. We haven't uh made it exciting enough whose fault is that it's everybody in soccer so you can't blame because he did say hey you know the people uh who jumped in and the media who jumped in well that's the landscape you have to work with what you're given and if you haven't built it up well enough if you haven't got uh something to say that motivates people to actually find your channel find the game then you're not doing something right there are a thousand different uh, opportunity costs that you have to go up against from walking up to the street to go to the restaurant that'll take you away to a, a glass of sherry 
to to any of these things can take you away from watching a game to the NBA final last night, right? So first of all, I don't agree with that. And then secondly, we don't all have to be rowing in the right direction. What we should be doing is doing what this podcast has been doing from the beginning is being transparent and being honest. We call out, we've been calling out the Canadian Soccer Association. We've been calling out the players on how they're approached. Like Craig even said, I think they need some valid pointers in some areas, you know, as we go forward with this. So I'm just saying you can't be, it sounded a little sour grapeish. Christian has his own reasons for saying it, mm-hmm. but just to say he works for CPL. He works for one soccer. It only would benefit him. And from someone who is also now a producer of Canada's soccer podcast, as we refer to ourselves, Number one, I think, isn't it? Number, number one. one. Yeah. Number yes, one I want, star. yes, I want soccer to win. But I am not willing to put on this masquerade of we all have to be better. They don't have to be better. They can keep doing the same thing. It's up to us to call them out. And I know maybe Christian, maybe I'm being harsh on Christian. I don't want to be. I think it's this uh, lack of transparency that the players went through that – as immediately I feel like we're like in this place where all these things are taboo talk topics that, that people aren't ready for interviews. Well, is that the Canadian soccer association or the one soccer um, media team who aren't putting them together? And if it's one soccer and, and Canada soccer are having a problem for availability, that's your problem. You two, it's not all of media. If TSN and Rogers aren't come to the table to broadcast on a bigger level, well, whose fault is that? That means soccer isn't making the money it needs to in ads. Like, what are we talking about here? So we don't have to be all going in the same direction. I don't want to go in the same direction if it just means the same crap, right? The reason why I'm passionate about this is we've offered people a different approach. We talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the amazing, and the hilarious, right? And a lot of we, hilarious. Lots of hilarious. So I don't get heavy very often, but look, man, this is where we are in, like, know where you are in the media landscape, and then you can grow. Don't think people are just going to jump on the train. You know how hard we've had to work for our 3,500 Twitter followers, for our keep all our downloads, 40,000, 50,000 downloads a month? You know, what are we talking about here? We work and we Mm -hmm. hustle and we don't go, oh, we should be better. We try and bring our best every single time. Don't tell me I need to be better. I've already thought I've been doing great. Everyone can do a little better, but don't tell people. Get them there. There's my Christian Jack rebuttal. Okay. First of all, I I, I like that, Dan. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think we're going to- Longer than you thought though, eh, Craig? (laughs) <laughs> it's going to be a really good, really good uh, debate. Um, one thing about our format, I think the format is important. TV format and the format that Christian Jack had last night and Jimmy is a format that you can't expand on. So you get these sound bites. So Christian's put this together in a way that I can read between the lines. I, I can understand where he's coming from. I said exactly the same thing 25 years ago, almost mm-hmm. word for word. 
So I get where he's coming from, but you can't expand on the conversation like we can to sort of, you know, really get to the nuts and bolts about what he's actually getting at, right? So Christian Jack means absolutely the best. He means well, um, but it's also incredibly confusing uh, what's going on. This Nation League's competitive match, is it? You know, yeah, I get the World People get the World Cup, you know, the general sports fan, but it is really confusing for people. And you're right about TSN and Sportsnet. If they're not able to make, they're not interested. And they've got millions of dollars put into other sports they actually own. They're not here to help soccer. They don't care about building the sport. In fact, they'd rather suppress it to protect their particular content. We're in a very interesting and very unique situation in Canada, unlike other countries that are getting guaranteed for the national team broadcast millions of viewers that generate more money right well would this have got any if they if tsn or sportsnet spent some money on this would they make money on it no no they wouldn't and i think that's a big factor that we have to remember it's just the and we have massive barriers and one soccer is seeing them regularly and they are also showing some frustration because of that and the CSA have I to think, get people out there. If one soccer want an interview, Jimmy, they have to put somebody out there. I don't care if one soccer says something about the Canadian players that they don't like. Put yeah. your bottom fucking lips away and do an interview. I don't yeah. care if you get sent off. Do an interview. Yeah. No, they have to. That, that, that relationship's got to be better. And I think the yeah. media as well is getting frustrated because a number of times, and as you guys know, they've reached out to the CSA and nobody calls them back. They're trying to get interviews with players. They're trying to get in interviews with staff. They want to know what, what's going on on the inside so that they can portray this to the, the public and say, here's what's happening. And if mm -hmm. nobody's calling you back, then there's obviously an issue within. Mm -hmm. Now, that game last night, you know, I was talking to a few friends and I said, oh, yeah, look, I'm doing color. Comedy. They didn't even know the game was on. Yeah. Had no idea that the game was on. They're like, really? Who are we playing? And I look over the years at, I played with the national team, and Craig, you're the exact same. I would fly home for a qualifying game, and my friends would be like, why are you here right now? What's going on? Like, you're supposed to be back in England playing. Why are you here? I'm like, oh, well, I'm, I've got a game with the national team. Like, we don't do enough to get it out there and let people know that there is a match. The mm -hmm. national team is playing. Mm -hmm. And so here's one way I would have changed the whole thing coming from um, the marketing promotion side from one soccer and Canada soccer, you have followings of, uh, you know, 80,000 or 50,000 on Twitter. You have uh, a level of, Hey, we are established media. You ask all your Twitter followers to punch out that there's a game. We need viewers. We want people. And it's not just for the bottom line. It's to support soccer in Canada. And you make that synergy between the two. But they don't. And one thing I do agree with, probably a couple things that Christian said was, um, you know, there's a lack of cohesiveness. There is. But that's because they allow a lack. To Jimmy's point last week, you can't allow average to be average all the time. And this is what they've done. They have a, they have a fractured relationship and they've let it continue. And I don't know whose fault it is. But you've got to fix that. That's number one. So marketing-wise, you get all of your supporters to say, hey, guys, just FYI, I'll be watching this tonight. You get you call Footy Prime, and you go, guys, can you punch out to your team? Uh, hey, watch the show. Jimmy's on, all that kind of stuff. 
there's a level that, mm. hey, if you're going to if you're going to hold this and hold people responsible and say, hey, they need to be better. Well, you know what? Then you need to be better right away. You can't just say it and not follow through with what you're asking other people to do if you want to be a leader. But that's the, all. Yeah. And I think that and Craig said this, too, that like in a TV format where KJ knew he had maybe probably he was told 30 seconds to yep. give a thought and he gave 45 seconds and he tried to hit all these bits. Mm. You do need to dissect, I think, s several quarters there. And marketing is one of them. And I think that the, you know, you can put a lot of the marketing blame and Jimmy was made the point there that, you know, we're also one of those people that have had uh, one of those outlets that have had uh, emails not answered and replied to and we're, we're chasing, you know, guests all the time. And I understand schedules and flights and things are conflicting and COVID's made everything very complicated. But you're right that there's got to be a priority on the organization side, the federation side and the media side. And sometimes it's not there. And when it comes to the big guns, TSN and, and Sportsnet, if they have the property, they invest in it. Maybe not as much as we'd like. Maybe they're not doing 30-minute and one-hour pre-shows. I mean, with the MLS, they're, they're lucky to get five minutes in. Then they still send you to some betting commercial. But the the issue with the big box and that is that th it's been years that they haven't invested in that. Right? When you say, I understand why Rodgers and, 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 uh, and, and Bell know that if they spend a bunch of money right now, they're not going to make it back. But the point is with these other leagues, like the CFL, for example, ESPN with college football, and you have to invest in it when it is needs the help to get to a point where it matters. And these companies have only wanted to jump in when it's hot. And this is why KJ's you know passion came out there in that moment, whereas he saw a full press box for that Jamaica game. He saw all the press when they qualified and all the attention and all the, the mainstream media faces that have never spoken about soccer. And now where are these people and where are those fans? So I can see exactly why, you know, that was the, well, the fans are watching him. The fans are watching something else. Cause you haven't made this important enough, whether whatever that format is, whether it's the tournament, whether it's the league, you have not you, won. the Federation, when you say you, you are talking about who I am talking about, uh, one soccer. I am talking about, uh, CONCACAF. Mm -hmm. I am talking about, um, they have not, thought about where they fit they just want to copy everybody else mm -hmm. you can't just copy in canada it doesn't work and this is the problem everything has been a copy we are the first legitimate podcast to go hey we are going to call it the way we we see it and the, what i what i said to you guys from the beginning was we're going to be honest and we can't be like everybody else which is formatted because you have 35 seconds just like KJ did. So I would argue that if KJ has 45 seconds to say something, then I get his passion, but you might not want to say it uh, with so many points that I can kind of throw throw <clears throat> throw back at him. That's all. Because I feel like there's, there's, there was a little... Uh, like when, sorry, go Craig. Oh, sorry. I mean, there's also the case where... You know, he's, uh, you know, with the amount of subscriptions that One Soccer have and the, the audience that he's actually talking to, he's actually speaking to the choir a little bit. Yes. You know, right. And I think where the marketing and really been into that, they've always sort of relied on, oh, if Sportsnet had the game, they would advertise, they would, they would promote it during baseball games, catch Canada playing against Honduras tomorrow night, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, right? So it was kind of done for them. 
Um, now that's not the case. You're in a world of this, everything's so fragmented. You've got platforms everywhere. Not everybody can have all these different platforms. They might be a soccer fan, but it's like, well, I got all these six other platforms. I can't afford another one. Uh, you got all these different challenges and barriers that, uh, and, and you're right, Dan, about other options. I mean, it's the Nations League. They've made the World Cup, for God's sake. What the hell can this be? Can't be bigger than the World Cup. I'm going to watch the NBA game. There were the Stanley Cup playoffs on as well. You know, there's lots of other options. Baseball, the Jays are doing well. You know, competition for eyeballs is really, really tough. And it's, it's, it's not an easy fix. And as someone who loves the game, and obviously I'm biased here having worked very closely with KJ, he's a good friend of mine. I know I knew exactly where that came from when it was, hey, where's all of the media? Where's all of my friends that were here amplifying the sport that I love and have now left? And you felt there's an abandonment that we as soccer people, Craig and Jimmy, I'm sure you can speak to this, feel. And it's it's a Mm. repeated cycle. And there's so many reasons and layers for it. But now that, you know, when they qualified, everyone was into soccer and everyone acted like they'd been in soccer for a long time. And we know that that's not true, but most of us are just happy to have more people around. Well, but B, then when remember, they abandon you uh-huh. at the party in June, now you feel shit again because you know these people are going to come back in, <laughs> in November and want a seat at the table at the bar. B, you were, it was funny because I just want to remind you that um, remember you and I going to the Honduras qualifying game freezing our asses off because we thought it was going to be warmer at it said 22 degrees and it went down to like 15 in September outside yeah and then the next game and there was no one in the press box there were four four guys and us right Mm. and me you and Sharms Sharms you and I and then the difference in the Jamaica game jammed we bet we had to have a, a seat given to us um and yes this is a crazy competitive media landscape. And we have soccer, football, whatever we call it, Canadian Soccer Association, one soccer, you're right, you have to be better. But you have to be better at know where you start from. And that's the problem. They think this stuff is going to come to them. You have to fight for that eyeball. Well, I think CSB's yeah, but- hiring a new marketing manager. Maybe uh, we should slide longer in <laughs> the your time, bud. Too low. Marketing yeah, and sales director, VP. Yeah, but do you know what? We, we talk about all these media people coming to these to the, to the last few games and you know, whatever, jumping on bandwagon. But it's about CSA as well, building these relationships, mm-hmm. building them. If the people are all in the room, get in there, mingle with them, talk with them, socialize with them, make them feel a part of it. And create those relationships where, hey, we've got another game coming up. Bring them in. Talk to them. Acknowledge them. Mm-hmm. And use them as outlets. They should be using us as outlets. Everybody involved, they should have a relationship with. Someone should be in there making contacts all over the place. And that's the thing is that the, re- the relationships aren't prioritized and aren't valued. And that's, no. what, it feel- that's what it feels like. It's, right? it's, like what- if, it's like if you go into a restaurant and I have a nice meal. And the owner's there and he comes over and he's friendly and he talks to you and he sits down with you, has a conversation. I'll go back to that restaurant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I will say this, that, it, that one of the gentlemen that are actually, you know, the one between one soccer and these massive brands is uh, Scott Moore. Scott Moore, who's television, you know, through and through, he knows it inside and out. He's trying to broker deals. He's trying to get women's qualifying on mainstream television. And nobody wants it. They don't want it. 
doesn't matter how good your relationship in it. They're just going, no, no, you could pay us 60 grand for a two hour slot and put it on if you want, but we're not interested. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to make that public. They, I mean, we can make it public, but they don't, they don't care. They don't want it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's unbelievably hard. It's but, really, but really if, hard. If the world cup rights for 2026 were done normally in a traditional bid system, because it was a closed envelope, they just re- rewarded all of the 2022 holders, which was also the 2018 holders worldwide. Um, they just awarded them 2026. Well, I don't know if you know this. So there's no, there's no bid. Fox has 2026. Um, TSN has 2026. Sky has 2026. Whoever had the previous two world cups. And this is because they, messed around the timing of Qatar because all of these media companies had paid for a world cups, a summer world cup slot and now have been screwed with their schedules for a winter. So this was FIFA's give back, um, in this country and in the States, it seems considerably more amplified because the game is growing at this point when hosting it again is going to have a much bigger dip impact and difference than 94 was for the States. Anyway, that was a lot of great media stuff. Yeah. Uh, I have to go take the uh, dog to the mechanics. I mean, the vet um, in a few minutes. <laughs> so the last thing that I want to talk about, which was a, a bit of a surprise to me. I know it was rumored a couple of weeks ago. It's not at the end of May, but I didn't think it would happen. Uh, Vincent Company is the new Burnley boss. What do you think of that, Gregor? Well, I mean, why did no they Sean get... Deitch, is he? I was going to say he's no Sean Deitch. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> what are they doing? Well, I'll tell you what he's doing. I think this is a good move for him, right? He was at Anderlecht. Oh, for him. A great move for him. He, he went for three went for three years. Uh, they finished third in the league this year. Seemed like a good time to part ways. He's only 36, right? You see all of these ex-players getting these jobs in England that are, I don't want to say stepping stone jobs, but very strategic first jobs, let's say. Uh, Rooney at Derby. Having chosen that as a as a player, he finished up there. Um, Lampard started at Derby there as well. I can totally see the appeal for Burnley at this point, where it's a totally new era that he can construct. Plus, he's spent how much time in the Northwest? So he went to City in two thousand and eight. His wife is a man. His kids were born there. I can totally understand why he loved that. I don't know. Is he is he the guy that's going to get you back up out of that championship? Who knows? Well, he battled for championships in other leagues. He battled yeah, for the Belgian championship. You're, you're talking about the championship, and that's a tough one. There's only a few managers that a lot of people rely on to get out of those situations. And right. I don't know if he's going to be able to handle the grind and, and get Burnley back up. Mm-hmm. He's a, he, I mean, he's an unbelievable man. Uh, yeah, I think he, I think no he doubt suits, about that. I think he yeah. suits management, but this is a gamble. We just don't know. We see this happen all the time. I mean, honestly, if they hired John Herdman, I'd be like, yeah, that's that would be a good hire because, you know, he's got a track record and, you know, he doesn't at club level, which is a, obviously a, a down, uh, you know, a tick against him there. But um, guys like John Herdman, who did not play professionally, didn't have the name. He had to mm-hmm. literally pay his way on the visa to get to New Zealand to coach women down there and then come into Canada and, you know, and do all that. So he had to really battle. So those are the differences between star players who get the opportunities. They don't always work out, uh, obviously, but uh, they get those chances. And this is a case with Vincent company, big name, good guy. I think he suits it, but uh, I'd rather have Sean Dice trying to get me back because you just know what he's capable of and his track mm-hmm. re- record proves that. You yeah. think things are hard for us now with Canada soccer? God, if John Herdman leaves, 
before the World Cup, <laughs> well, if he leaves after Qatar, God, things are going to be a lot harder, I think, for Could for you imagine? Involved. Could you imagine it if he just, yeah, I'm out of here? Like, oh, my Had God. enough. I've had enough of this shit. But like, quite honestly, be, oh. I don't, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. If if that was the news today, though, if the news today is Burnley have hired a new manager, it's John Herdman. Like, would that not just feel so Canada soccer? Would that just not? <laughs> right? You'd be like, what the hell? How, how yeah. is this possible? Like, I think for a lot of people who, who were invested and had planned to watch that game last night, Wonger, I think that's what a lot of people thought. Like, wait a second. The last six months, that was all fake. This is CONCACAF. This is, this is what we know, right? Well, I also I was going to ask Craig what he what would Victor think? Victor Montagliani, the uh, president of uh, Concacaf, vice president mm-hmm. of FIFA, think about that game going ahead with the uh, shit. Know, I'm going to get a lot of emails from some anger rich European people. Fuck yeah, and I also this. the other thing is, as an athlete, I know what it's like playing on that kind of field. All your speed goes away because you have to, so you don't hurt yourself. You shorten your your uh every time you start walking so i mean start running so it changes the game immediately yeah absolutely it does absolutely those are it's uh very difficult that's a lot of longer talk sorry b we'll put a we'll put a (laughs) bow in it buddy that's uh that's everything uh you guys are back tomorrow night uh, with another full Wednesday edition, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit Wednesday night out, but I'll be all over the tweets, boys. Uh, but I'm glad we got to do this today. <laughs> Wonger the, the media critic. Big news on Thursday too, right? Cities, who's the cities going to be hosting for the World yep. Cup 26? Big big Oof. day. Who do you Man, think, come guys? Come on, Winnipeg. Come on, Winnipeg. Moncton, <laughs> go for Moncton. Yeah. Is David Clanikin going to get the Windsor games or what? Yeah, come exactly. On. Let's get the games in Windsor. Okay. All right. Thanks. What do you, what do you think? Do you think we get three cities? Do you think we get three cities or two? <laughs> no. I have to go. We get no, two no, cities. No. It's oh, you're a dog in Toronto. Dog that wait. <laughs> What's wrong just, with your dog? You could just you could just sign off. Be it will stop. It's you know you do have control over this. Okay. As Charms always says, don't let him go. Listen. Don't let him go. Buy newspapers. You just wanted to say buy newspapers, didn't you? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.